Hey everybody, Josh Sirts in a World Alternative Media here, and we are joined by James Hill, CEO of MCF Energy, the only company drilling for natural gas in Western Europe that's actually doing exploring and going out there and trying to solve this problem. Um, obviously, he's been in the energy sector for 23 years and knows a thing or two about what's currently happening in Europe. Uh, Europe is being shaken by an energy crisis. I've seen the rations myself in several European countries over the last year. It's further pushing many into poverty while pushing governments to bring in crazy new policies. Governments are cracking down on farmers and Russia and Saudi Arabia are being pushed further into the hands of China. From the Nord Stream sabotage to uh, Germany shutting down nuclear plants, there's a lot to get into today. Currently, natural gas prices are quite low, despite Europeans paying more for it. The prices dipped 80% since August 2022. As someone facing this issue every day, can you sum up the problem before we get into the solution? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I've been in the business more like 45 years. Uh, my uh, gray beard should demonstrate that. <laughs> uh, Europe has been dependent on energy supplies uh, from Russia for decades, and this has suppressed the search for energy resources within Europe itself. Uh, the Russians have kept the price and availability of gas controlled to discourage that development within Europe's borders. Uh, this major dependence has been pointed out for many years, and now this is the second time that Russia has cut supplies to Europe. Uh, supplies are short and will in time develop in-country resources to obtain new supplies. It's going to take a while for this to happen. And of course, you know, you've got to find other energy supplies from other countries that help. Right. Uh, the Europeans have been lucky so far with a warm winter weather and their energy conservation measures have been effective. However, the Russians sent 60 billion cubic meters of gas to, to the European Union over the course of 2022. And if the conflict continues and Europe continues to support the position in Ukraine, as they most likely will, these supplies could be cut off entirely. Much of European energy shortages were covered by diverting cargoes of LNG from the U.S. and Qatar. And this may not be the uh, case in the future. Um, really, the warm weather and sharp downward shift in demand has contributed to the fall of prices in Europe, especially for natural gas. You know, at the same time, the higher prices, which really peaked in August, really sparked efficiencies uh, and lower consumption among businesses, and in some cases actually reduced industrial activity. Mm -hmm. uh, now, this was offset by the COVID shutdown in China, which made cargoes of LNG, which were originally scheduled to go to China, available to Europe. And this really helped fill the gap. It really helped the, uh, fill the gap. Mm -hmm. And these factors were a major impact on the prices at the time. Uh, because the the uh, storage capacity in Europe was kept fairly constant during the time because of the LNG cargoes and the lower consumption due to the warm weather. Right. Well, how dangerous is this uh, to the average European and their everyday freedoms if this continues? Because it appears that this has only really just begun. Like you said, we kind of got we got lucky 
in the winter because of a warm winter. Um, of course, summer has a huge effect on this too, because, you know, people are going to be using those air conditioners. And uh, a lot of people are wondering where this is going to lead for uh, Europeans and uh, not just uh, their energy consumption, but also just their basic freedoms. Because at the end of the day, when there's an emergency, uh, there, there, there will be rules that will come in that will affect the average person. Well, exactly. And the rules are already becoming in place. I mean, the European Union has recognized the fact that there are possibly uh, going to be major shortages. As China starts to come out of their COVID lockdown, uh, and this is already beginning, uh, they're starting to compete for the LNG cargoes that were originally diverted to Europe to help offset the problem. Uh, if 2024 is a colder winter, and much of those supplies of LNGs are diverted to China, there's going to be a major shortfall in natural gas and European supplies. And of course, that's going to cause the price to, to increase. I mean, just China's competition for the LNG is going to cause prices to rise again. Right. Right. And I mean, we just recently heard of things like, well, Japan is buying Russian oil now at, at below cap price. I mean, there's a really huge move in the order worldwide uh, over this. I don't think a lot of people recognize the effect it's having worldwide. It's not just Europe. Obviously, Europe is being one of is one of the most affected, but it's 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 affecting the entire world. I mean, how do you think this affects the United States considering exports and trade in general? Well, it's been very good for the United States because the LNG market has really exploded. Uh, there's LNG plants being constructed in the U.S. And the U.S., because of the shale gas revolution, has an estimated 200 years supply of natural gas. So the U.S. is in real good shape, uh, you know, despite some of the problems that the current administration has, has heaped upon the industry. So, you know, this has been good for the U.S. However, the um, the fractured nature, uh, which is this is causing among our allies. You were mentioning Japan buying oil. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just Japan, Japan, it's India mm -hmm. and it's Saudi Arabia. They're buying Russian oil, they're refining it, and then they're selling it to the West as refined products. So this is a way to get around the, the sanctions which are currently in place. So this is this is a problem and it's a very difficult problem to deal with because when you're making money, you want to buy product at a lower price and you want to sell it at a higher price. Yeah. And this is exactly what, what India is, is doing at the moment and Saudi Arabia, too. Well, yeah, it's it's propped up bricks dramatically, too. I mean, there's such a huge shift now. We have, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China and um, South Africa as bricks. But now we're seeing, you know, the move from Saudi Arabia into uh, China and India into the hands of like, well, working with Malaysia and all these other countries. Uh, it's really shifted the entire uh, global order. But I wanted to ask about the solutions because, you know, I always like to talk about solutions on on this program. And I know, you know, you are at the, the tip of the spear when it comes to actually doing something that could, I really do believe, save lives here. So how does N MCF uh, Energy uh, solve much of this problem? I, I know you guys have been working really hard on actually bringing a solution forward. Well, MCF Energy is a newly formed public company, uh, which is aggressively pursuing projects focused on the development of natural gas resources within the European borders. Because Europe has been drunk on Russian energy for you know over 40 years, uh, a lot of very good projects in Europe have been underfunded and quite frankly ignored for over 40 years. Uh, because of this and because of the changes in governmental attitudes, 
there are many high quality projects that we are in the process to acquire and develop. Uh, the EU has finally recognized that the safest energy resources are those that are found within their own borders. Uh, and MCF Energy is a first mover to develop these projects. Uh, we have extensive experience in the European market and the geology and resources of Europe. Uh, Ten years ago, when I was exploring Poland, Germany, and Spain for shale gas, the uh, environment was completely different. Uh, even after we found shale gas in Poland, the governmental restrictions and changes in the hydrocarbon law basically killed the project. If that project had moved forward and we had developed shale gas resources in Poland, similar to what we've done in the U.S., this wouldn't be nearly as big of a problem. So really the attitudes of the government and the EU in general has changed and it's a different environment now. Mm. So this is what we're capitalizing on and we're hoping to move forward very quickly on. Um, our current plan uh, is um, we wanted to become an operator as soon as possible. Uh, we purchased a German company. It was privately held. Uh, we now have four concessions in Germany uh, that are active uh, with the first well planned in uh, in September to uh, December in this year in Germany. We also have a partner company in Austria that we're going to be drilling another well in Austria. And both of these are high impact projects. Both of them will contribute uh, to helping solve the problem. It won't solve the problem, but our continued aggressive movements and uh, our continued acquisition of additional projects and concession applications, which we now currently have, is going to help build shareholder value and contribute a lot more energy to the European market. Yeah, it's necessary. And as I mentioned, you're basically one of the only companies out there that are really exploring and drilling for natural gas in Western Europe at this time. Um, is there a lot of FUD, you know, a fear, uncertainty and doubt? What, why aren't, uh, or what's stopping uh, other companies from doing what you are currently doing? A lot of other companies, as I mentioned, ignored the resources within Europe for over 40 years because it was just very, very hard to get anything done. Yeah. And not only that, but the Russians would aggressively, aggressively try and hinder your projects. In Poland, we had hecklers uh, at local community meetings uh, that were from Gazprom. Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Bulgaria, they, uh, Gazprom hired 1,500 demonstrators, uh, according to our intelligence, to go and demonstrate in front of the Bulgarian parliament to ban fracking uh, in Bulgaria. Um, and so they've been very, very aggressive in their, in their movements to try and stop development within Europe. So it's just not on the, um, the uh, forward-thinking minds uh, to be in Europe at the moment. Uh, which is why so far we don't have as much competition as we expected. It's really amazing how much self-sabotage you see right now throughout Europe. I mean, with uh, the closure of all these nuclear plants in Germany in the middle of this crisis, at, at the same time as we saw, I mean, Rishi Sunak in, um, in the UK go ahead and end the uh, small term uh, project to actually, you know, bring energy to the UK. He moved everything offshore as soon as he got in, put in, you know, focused on the wind farms, which obviously overall isn't very sustainable. Um, and, you know, it just seems like self-sabotage. So it's good to see someone that's actually out there that's having to deal with these protesters and still going forward and moving forward and not being, you know, threatened into submission like we've seen so many 
others in the past. Um, I wanted to ask uh, if investors come in helping to expand your company even further, lives can be saved. I really do believe that. I mean, this is something that this is the, the, uh, the, the lifeblood of an economy is the energy. I mean, it affects the supply chain. It affects all these different things. Um, what's the main focus that's top of mind, which could bring the most value to shareholders? Well, with the purchase of the uh, German company, Genexco, uh, we've established an active presence and operator presence in Germany, which means that the local ministries look at us differently. Mm. Um, we also have a very aggressive uh, shareholder engagement program, meaning we engage with the local communities before uh, we continue any operations there. I found uh, that, you know, if you uh, listen to the people's fears and address those fears, you know, they won't be out there with picket signs in front of your drill site. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a, a process that we carried in, uh, in uh, Poland that worked very effectively. And uh, a, a, it will be a continued program that we will move forward with in the future. Um, it's like I said, the, the company currently has active concessions. We have many concession applications in process at the moment. And uh, we're looking forward to drilling two wells this year, at least two wells next year, and to a greatly expanded program in, in the subsequent years moving forward. So we plan to develop significant assets uh, moving forward uh, in, in the years to come. Well, you know, that's really interesting because you mentioned the years to come. And that's one of my that's my next question. Uh, where do you see MCF in five years? Um, I mean, this is obviously this issue. This problem is going to need more <clears throat> solutions going forward. It is an expanding problem. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the war with Russia and Ukraine and possibly China and Taiwan. I mean, this obviously is one of those things where you're just kind of flipping a coin and hoping for the best here. But you guys, as someone that that's pushing forward solutions five years from now, if you can possibly zoom out that much with what's happening in the world right now, where do you see MCF? Well, one of our advice, one of our uh, board members is General Wesley Clark, who was Supreme NATO wow. commander okay. during the Kosovo invasion. Mm -hmm. And he provides us with a real insight as to where uh, not just European government thoughts are, but but the ideas of moving forward, especially with some of the current conflicts going on in Ukraine. Um, our focus is to make MCF Energy a leader in the development and production of clean burning natural gas to help with the transition to renewable energy resources. We recognize that this transition will take decades to accomplish. And this is something that, that a lot of the um, governments have not recognized in, in, until this time. MCF through exploration and acquisition of natural gas producing properties currently there that have significant upside that haven't been exploited to this point. Um, will help build MCF as one of the largest providers of in-country energy resources in Europe. This is our goal. Uh, Europe has declared, uh, well, the EU has declared natural gas green and a renewable transition fuel for this future transition. So we are getting a lot more support from the EU and surprisingly, even from the local governments, a lot of the local governments have actually approached us and said, look, we want our natural resources to stay in our province. Mm -hmm. 
mm. uh, which of course you know we will do if the prices are there and, and we can be of assistance. But it's like you said, this is critical to keep people warm, to keep industries you know active. Um, natural gas and and even oil is required by our society uh, to to continue uh, a, a current lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even lipstick is a hydrocarbon derived product. Yeah, uh, you know, goodness knows what the problem would be if you know they were denied lipstick. Um, yeah. But MCF supports the transition to renewable energy. Um, but you know, the total transition is going to take decades, as I said. And that transition away from fossil fuels uh, is is going to take a long time. And we are going to continue to help supply those vital energy resources until these transitions can be effectively made without killing our societies and destroying our industries. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's extremely destructive to overnight pull the rug. Like we've seen these this push for 2030. That's a year we're going to get rid of the all these things. It's it's just nonsense. It's impossible. And it's if, not if it happen. is, and if it if it could possibly happen, it would be one of the most destructive things we've seen in uh, civilization in recent history. I mean, well, we we could do it if we move back into a tree. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 And and that's that's the thing. I mean, right now we used to be a production cut um, by the Saudis and uh, United Arab Emirates in oil production overall in the middle of a supply crisis for oil and there's diesel crises and there's all these different crises happening at the exact same time. Obviously it affects the supply chain. It affects the price of foods getting to the shelves. And if, if it even gets to the shelves and this is the kind of existential crisis that we need solutions for and having something like natural gas actually being produced and found and explored and brought to the market is one of the most important things we could look forward to uh, in places like Europe and the rest of the world too, because the rest of the world isn't immune from this problem either. And in fact, it's uh, very badly affected by the diesel crisis and the oil crisis, you know, overall. So, so. so this is a solution that really, I think um, people need to uh, take heed of. And you mentioned Wesley Clark, General Wesley Clark. I, I know that name very well. And I mean, he's known for predicting things many years in advance. Um, he's he's uh, there's videos, viral videos of him going back, you know, 25, 30 years talking about what's going to happen throughout the world as far as the order goes um, for the next 20, 30 years. And he's been bang on about all of that. So it's interesting to have that advice uh, coming from someone that does actually know this stuff very well. Um, finally, I wanted to ask, um, you know, if people are in, interested in, in investing and um, getting involved with these projects, um, can you tell people where they could find more information as well as what the ticker is? Yeah, um, our ticker symbol is uh, MCF uh, on the uh, Toronto, on the Canadian Venture Exchange. We're also traded on the -the over-the-counter market uh, in the U.S. I believe it was MCFNF, I believe is the the symbol there. And we're also on the Frankfurt Exchange. Um, We are uh, building our credibility and our our presence in the world. Uh, This is something that takes time. The company is less than a year old, but we're extremely well supported and extremely well funded at the moment. Uh, we've got enough cash to do all of the projects that we're envisioning at the moment. And uh, we're really looking forward to the wells that we're drilling this year. And of course, the acquisition of uh, all of our additional concessions in the future. Um, really, the uh, the uh, uh, for, for us, the uh, sun is rising and it's going to be a very bright, clear day. Uh, and I'm very, very excited about being part of it. 
Well, it's uh, very interesting to hear your insight into all of this. Obviously, a lot of people like to talk about these issues, but they don't have the experience that you have. And so I appreciate you coming on our show today and, and telling our audience a little bit about this. And for those watching and that are interested, check those links in the description uh, to find out more and to get involved. And uh, as always, you know, do your own due diligence, not investment advice, all the legal jargon. Absolutely. But also, it's important to point out that we see a problem and we do have solutions out there and taking part in these solutions could not just help save lives but could be lucrative at the same time but again due diligence always and figure it out for yourself my friends i'm not here to babysit anybody as you all know um our viewers are always very happy to hear about different um ventures that are actually providing solutions so anyways uh mr hill i really appreciate you joining us today and i hope to talk with you again sometime soon Thank you. Uh, we do have a website too, mcfenergy.com that people can look at. So thank you very much for your time and your interest.